century number 10 for Brendan Taylor. It's got the Australian captain. We're talking about Rivada, we're talking about how good he is. And there it is. It's 39th one day international 100. The King gets his crown at the Adelaide Oval. Go on, take it. Deep mid-wigan. Glenn Maxwell celebrates for it. Coley cannot believe it in the middle of the ground. Welcome to the DNet Stumps podcast. Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket show with expert analysis by Dean Duplessis. Oh, that's very kind of you to say so, sir. Not entirely sure about that, but it's always great to be with you. And uh, sincerely hope that you, all of you who have subscribed to the podcast, have been enjoying yourselves. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm Dean Duplessis, and it is great to be with you. Now, today, the interview that you're going to be listening to is an interview that is actually an interview from the archives. It was recorded back in late 2016, but a number of people, because don't forget, this was before the Dean at Stumps podcast, so a number of people, unfortunately, never got to hear the interview. It's a very in-depth interview. It's an interview that talks about courage, that talks about a whole bunch of very, very personal stuff as well. It's uh, an interview with a man who many people love, who many people uh, at times have been a bit disappointed in, but uh, all the same, a true ambassador to Zimbabwe cricket is what others will say. I'm, of course, referring to Zimbabwe's first ever black international cricket captain. He was also the youngest test captain. So in other words, the youngest captain in the history of test cricket. I am, of course, referring to former convener of selectors, former captain of Zimbabwe, wicketkeeper batsman Tatenda Taibu. So again, a bit of a disclaimer, this is a interview from the archives. So what you're going to hear is Tatenda talking about what he would like to achieve as the convener of selectors. And I guess you can make your own mind up after the interview. Did he achieve what he wanted to achieve? Because there's a whole bunch of scenarios here. Some people say he was severely hampered by the board. Others say he simply was not a particularly good convener of selectors. That, of course, is entirely up to you. But he's also going to be talking about how he was forced into captaining Zimbabwe when he he knew he was nowhere ready for it. And he also talks about a very special relationship he had with arguably the finest test cricketer Zimbabwe has ever produced, Andy Flower. So, without any further ado, let's catch up with Tatenda Taibu and roll back the years. Well, Tatenda, I guess I should start off by saying welcome back and where have you been all this time? (laughs) Thanks, Dean. Um, I... It's, it's it's always good to be around the people that you know, obviously. Um, and I've uh, been in Liverpool, uh, where I'm uh, I'm assisting uh, a school, you know, to to filter in players into a club, and assisting a you know a club as well um, that was bent down. Oh. Um, the the club also was bent down several years ago, and then a lot of the players left, and they're rebuilding. So I like you know just building something. You know that's uh, that's falling, and it's it's the same situation with Zimbabwe cricket. Um, you know, I thought there are a lot of people that have built Zimbabwe cricket to where it is. So to just let it uh, you know drop dead, uh, it's it's unfair on on a lot of people that put a lot of time and and effort and energy, um, you know, to it. You've mentioned now that you're going to be working with Zimbabwe cricket, so you are now the newly appointed chairman of selectors. Right. So, um, obviously, when you left cricket in 2011, you 
made it pretty clear, or some people would say that you made it pretty clear that you have pretty much turned your back on cricket. Was that misinterpreted or at that particular time when you decided to really follow your, your faith and your belief in God? Was that what you truly believed at the time that I'm done with this? Or did you always have a, a, a you know, sort of a little thing in the back of your mind that one day, maybe one day I'll come back again? There was nothing um, about, you know, maybe one day coming back um, because I was, I had a calling uh, in my heart and I just followed the calling. And I, I sort of, I, not sort of, I really shut down uh, all the doors for everything else and I wanted to, you know, to put all my concentration on this calling that I had. And um, for four years, um, I, I learned a lot of things. For four years, um, I got to a, to a situation where um, my heart uh, was right with God. I got to a situation where I found peace in my heart. And a lot of other things that I didn't expect happened during that time, uh, you know, praying for people that had been given up by the doctors and, you know, seeing them to be alive yet today. Um, and, uh, and, and, and just the beauty of um, not working on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, I, I don't even remember how it is like to wake up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> You know, with just you know, uh, uh, um, you know, joy in a in the heart. So, I found that, and you know, thought, well, I can now accommodate other things because that calling. I now know what I, the Lord called me to do is to help out people, um, you know, help out the helpless, um, be able to offer a, a help, you know, a, 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 an encouraging hand, you know, to someone that's struggling along life. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't really have to be in a certain uh, environment for that to happen. I can be in another country and I could still help out someone. I could be um, in Asia, I could be in, 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 in Europe, I could be in Africa doing that. So definitely there was a lot of, there was also a, a part of misinterpretation because people thought that I was going to work and earn a living from a church. Right, right. Which definitely was wrong. Um, I, I've never received a single, a single cent for the work that I do for the Lord. If anything, I use my money. And I never ask for anything in return. Now, um, that I can still be able to, to do, while at least I, um, I, I'm doing all you know, this other, other work that I'm doing. That's a, a pretty fascinating. So, which I suppose, if I were to ask you, which was nicer, scoring a hundred for Zimbabwe against South Africa, or doing work for for the Lord? You you would you would probably tell me that doing work for the Lord was was a lot better. Uh, by a long shot, <laughs> it's um you know when you score a hundred and um you know against a big team Australia, South Africa, India, you name it, that satisfaction lasts for a day and two at most. And then you're back again to where you're practicing and another you're getting ready for another game. And sometimes not even two days because it's, you've got a game and then you skip, you've got another game or just two days in between. Um, and then you simply forget about it in the time to come. But when you do something that's life-changing, when you know, someone has lost hope, even the doctors say, you know what, we can't do any more and you touch that the life of that person even speaking about it now you know revives my heart i can speak about a hundred against you know south africa um the feeling is long gone 
it's just a memory and uh, a trophy or whatever that 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 remains but you know some a life changing uh, um, experience can never be compared it's priceless so you were obviously very and still are very happy in and the work that you do away from cricket mm. were you approached to to um take over the job as chairman of selectors or did you voluntarily put your name forward for the position when it came up um well ever since i stopped they you know they've been trying to get me back um you know in a lot of ways as a player <laughs> as an administrator and i kept you know blocking it um i was too uh, you know, when I do something, I always want to do it, you know, at 100%. Oh, I can vouch for that. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I didn't want any other disturbances. I, you know, I, I saw what the benefits that it was giving me. And, um, yeah, and uh, so I kept turning it, you know, turning it down. And when I felt that I now know the calling that the Lord has given me, I then was approached again and I turned it down this time not because I was focusing on that spiritual uh, path but because I did not see um, I did not see that I had an answer to the problems that um, Zimbabwe cricket was facing and I thought it would be pointless to accept uh, a role in Zimbabwe cricket while I don't have an answer if I'm going to accept anything, I must have some sort of an answer. Uh, if it's in my heart alone, let it be. But I must have some answer as opposed to just taking up, you know, the role. So I turned it down again. Then I was then approached, I think, three months after that. When I was actually the three months, I was not the, only the three months. I'd been thinking, OK, so if I accept this, what would I try and change to make sure that we get from where we are to this point? To beating teams, to beating t- teams that are higher than us, constant, consistently, not just a one-off. Yeah. So I then asked um, uh, Dr. Mkutlan, I said, "Look, if you give me convener of selectors, I'm going to flatly turn it down." I said, um, "Just let me be the convener of selectors and slash a consultant, so I can get my hands in certain positions where I can build some pillars." to make sure that the team, the end result, which is the team performing, um, I've got a, a, a little bit of an insight and, and be able to change one or two things that will bring the results to be positive. So they agreed. And, um, and I said, the other thing is just be honest and upfront with me. If I ask a question about anything, just let me know exactly how you know things are. That's how... I know I best do things when I know exactly how the situation is and I try and work around it. So let's talk a bit more about your your role. You are the chairman of selectors, mm-hmm. but you also have a few other assignments that you need to do. And one of them is to try and convince some of the former players, for example, maybe those who are playing cricket overseas or whatever the case may be, to come back in some sort of role, be it as a player, mm-hmm. be it as uh, possibly as a coach. Now, have you, I would imagine you can't divulge too much yet, but have you had any success um, in, in trying to do that or, or, or can't you say too much about that as of yet? Well, what I've done so far is I've spoken to, um, I've spoken to a few players. I've spoken to Brendan Taylor. I've spoken to uh, Carl Jarvis. I've spoken to 
to Solomon Mire you know in Australia I've spoken to uh, a couple of guys there were other a couple of guys in South Africa um Jabulo Ngube I spoke to him as well um but you see the relationship that I have with these players that I've mentioned they know me they just know Tatenda is Tatenda he will just say you know what he feels from the heart whether accepted or not accepted liked or not liked he would I would just present the situation as it is. So, as, with the situation of on those players, I'm yet to speak to uh, to Sean Evan. Now, the the situation with these players that I've mentioned is that they will take my word. So, until I get to such a stage where I really know what's going on and um, the route that we are going to take, I will be able to really say, look. I think this is the route that we're taking, and I know that they will take my word if they are to come back, if every all the other things um, are in place. So at the moment, because I wasn't spending a lot of time in the country, I wasn't at a position to be able to get my fingers, in, you know, in the, in those areas, um, in those said areas. So um, I'm still doing that. I've got a bit more time uh, here um, this time around. And um, once that's done, I'll be able to, you know, sit down with um, with these said players, and see if we can, um, uh, you know, get to a conclusion. It's interesting that you're talking about not spending a, lo- a lot of time in a the country. There will be some of the cynics out there who will say, "How is it that Tatina Taibu is now the chairman of selectors, mm-hmm. when he doesn't necessarily spend a great deal of time mm-hmm. in the country?" Because in their minds, a chairman of selectors should pretty much have his finger on the pulse, should be watching domestic cricket when the A-team is in action and so on, so that he really does have an... In other words, he's not just looking at figures Mm -hmm. and statistics, but that he really knows why he wants a certain player Mm -hmm. to be selected. So if somebody were to criticise you for that, what would your answer be to that? Well, initially, um, when when that was offered to me, um, I... uh, Part of the reason why I was refusing uh, was that fact that I'm also going to be um, away uh, for, you know, for, for, for some time until my autobiography is out. Um, so now um, they said, look, you are the only name that keeps coming up, um, you know, when the people are being asked about selection, where there is no uh, uh, any racial thoughts to it. When, so they... The, the the name that's popping up that's trusted by the, the 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 blacks the Asians and the whites is you, because any other name that comes up for 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 convener of selector, there's a bit of a, a problem with that. So I said I can understand that, um, but I'm not around. So if I'm not around, how are we gonna be able to do that? So they said, look, as long as you are able to watch enough cricket i'm sure being the zimbabwe community everyone knows everyone else in the cricket circles so um, you'll be able to know within um you know within a few months you know what's going on who's playing well and things like that and who deserves this and that and that i so i then sat down with the coaches i said i would need um you know strong communication and i, I to be up to date when I'm not when I'm not uh, available, I, the time that I was not going to be available for a lot, uh, you know, for most of the time is the time that has passed. Right, right. Now, um, like this time around, I'm going to be around for a couple of months, and then I go 
probably for a couple of weeks back to England, see my family and then back again. So uh, as opposed to spending one week, two weeks here, like I was doing the last three months, it's the other way around. So I'll be spending quite a, a, a significant number you know, of, um, of time here. And I've structured, in such, I've structured it in such a way that the times that I'm away, there is hardly any cricket here. And um, there will be, um, you know, I, I won't miss a lot. All right. So now, obviously, we got Zimbabwe have a fair amount of, well, a reasonable amount of cricket coming up. All things being well and fair, they will be playing Pakistan A, Sri Lanka and the West Indies, if all goes according to plan. Mm-hmm. What would you realistically like to see by the time, if we had a chat again after the conclusion, when the last ball has been bowled against whoever it may be, the West Indies or whatever, um, what would you have liked to have seen come out of this, uh, these, these matches? The, the first thing that I'm trying to put, um, I'm trying to put together is to have harmony within the team and organization. If we get that, we will be able to, uh, to get a team, as in the real meaning of a team, where there is, to get, there is togetherness and everyone is not, everyone is not pulling in, in different directions. Uh, what I mean by that is that if we'll have a, if we can ever get to a stage where if one player is not selected, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, 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 the playing field for an example for this point. If player X is not selected and player B is selected, player X will, will back player B to go and do a job for Zimbabwe cricket. Yeah. As opposed to saying, you know what, I should be doing it. I could, I could do a better job than player X. So if by the end of the series, if I'm able to see that, then I know that the base that I want to have is there. And no one will be able to stop us from what we can achieve from there on. So at the moment, uh, if, I'm to be, if I'm to be so direct, at the moment, what I want to do is to have a strong foundation on the field, a strong foundation on the administration side, a strong foundation on anyone that wants to build this thing up again. It's, we're, we're really not starting from, straight, from scratch because the pillars have been there. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's just that there's, a, there's been a lot of selfishness. There's been a lot of people who have not been doing their jobs. Um, and there has been uh, some mismanagement of funds. Now, we, I want to remove all that. And I, I know that from there on, the cricket side would take care of itself. Because the player in the end will go, will go out just thinking about the ball that's coming if he's a batsman, about the ball that is bowling if he's a bowler, and about the catch that's coming if he's a fielder. Once you get the player with the talent that we've got, once you get a player doing that, the results will take care of themselves. Uh, obviously, it, it must have been about nerve-wracking for, well, not necessarily nerve-wracking because you're sitting right here talking to me about what you're going to be doing. But were you not a bit afraid at one stage when you read the articles that players went on strike and due to non-payment or, or lack of payment or uh, delayed payment? Um, did, it not, did you not maybe think to yourself, hang on, hang on, what am I getting myself into now? I, 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 I struggle to even uh, spell the word fear for me to even fear anything. 
I, when you, one day when you read my life story and you see the things that I've had to go through, you will understand that. Um, fear is not one thing that I'm uh, acquainted to. Um, a lot of faith is what I'm acquainted to. So I don't, I don't I hardly fear anything, uh, to be very honest with you. So not at all. I never thought, uh, I never thought of that. Um, if anything, I just see what's, you know, what I just read or see what's, um, uh, what's, what's, what's happening. And immediately I think, okay, so what needs to be done now? And I start, I put all my focus on what needs to be done than what is actually happening. And, um, and people are always saying, but how come you, you know, you don't look to age one bit? I said, because I'm never looking at what's already done <laughs> because it, I can't change it. Mm. It's already done. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I don't go too far ahead and think, okay, uh, so I'm going to do, uh, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work. So, um, you know, this will be the implications. I'll just say, okay, this is not a rehearsal. I'm actually leaving. A decision has to be made now. Mm. So let me make the decision and tomorrow will take care of itself. Yesterday, I can't change yesterday. I can only learn from what has happened yesterday. So no, I didn't fear anything. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, all the players um, are trying their... Uh, sorry about that. I just... It's, um, Okay. It's, my, it's my phone just okay. ringing. So, yeah, let me carry, carry on. Yeah. Um, so, I know that the players that I've been speaking to have been trying. Uh, I'm trying to speak to, to have a, a, a personal relationship uh, with every player. Um, and one thing that I know has not been happening is just a, a way of communication. Information just doesn't come from wherever it's supposed to come from and goes straight to the person that's supposed to go without reaching someone else who then distorts the information and then it's a whole lot of a commotion. So I'm trying to let people know exactly what the situation is, what, we're try what, um, what I'm trying to do um, and the problems that we're facing and um, the good things that are there and then from then, a person is not left wondering or told something else and then something else happens. So they really know that this is what's going on. This is what I, you know, I've been put in light to this. And then from then, I believe that we'll be able to, you know, to build something strong. Right. Now, an interview with Tatenda Taibu would not be an interview with Tatenda Taibu if we didn't roll back the clock. We're going to roll back those years. <laughs> And uh, when you made your debut for Zimbabwe, you were, you were set for, for great things. And in my opinion, and I say this with the greatest of respect, I don't necessarily think you achieved them. I think you had a lot more in the tank, so to speak, mm -hmm. that sadly went to waste due to, due to choices that you made. Mm -hmm. You made your debut in 2001, your international debut. Fine, you'd been touring in 2000, but you made your international debut in 2001 when Andy Flower was injured. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it, it came as no surprise when you were appointed as vice-captain a few years later. But then everything started from a team point of view to unravel mm -hmm. due to the senior players, mm -hmm. predominantly white players, walking out after a massive fallout with the then Zimbabwe Cricket Union. Mm -hmm. You were then pretty much thrust into the role as captain. Mm -hmm. Whether you, were you, well, let me, let me ask you this. Were you given a choice as to whether you wanted the captaincy or were you simply told you are now the new captain? 
Um, I I got a call from uh, from uh, Mr. Vute, and he said, um, I don't know if you've heard, but um, uh, there's been a player's exodus. So uh, you were vice captain, and his trick was part of it. So you were vice captain. Um, so I uh, would like to congratulate you and uh, let you know that you are now the new captain. So I knew that there were issues. Um, but I wasn't going into the board meetings then because I was vice captain. A vice captain was supposed to go in those board meetings. But I'd, had a, I, I'd spoken to Streaky and asked him uh, if I didn't go for those meetings because I said, look, I'm very young. I'm still trying to perfect my game and I don't want anything else to stand in my way. I don't want leadership to stand in my way. I'm, if I've got points that I, I think must be looked at, I'll pass them to you and you take them in for me. So I knew that there were issues, but Streaky was, uh, in a way, Streaky was trying to protect me because of the conversation that we had. That's number one. Um, and um, number two was that when all this was happening, uh, Streaky didn't even put me in a little bit of, a li of light in, in maybe trying to protect me. He probably overdid it. Right, right. Then, um, 20, I think 48 hours before, um, that's when history came to me and he said, uh, Tatenda, um, we, we can't pull this through uh, if you are not involved because it will be turned racial. So I said, Streaky, you've just, it's 48 hours. Uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, have any, um, I don't have any more time, I don't have much time to think about this. Um, so everything was just happening too quickly, and yeah. um, I mean, I was I was just um, twenty years um, twenty years old. Um, you know, just twenty, just turned twenty-one. Oh no! Uh, it was just before yeah. your twenty-first birthday. Yes, just before twenty-first. Yeah, you played that test match against Sri Lanka at Queens yes. on your twenty-first birthday. That's didn't true. You? That's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've got a memory of not <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So then uh, I just, uh, um, yeah, it was just too. Uh, hard to digest mm. uh, for me to you know to 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 join in. So uh, yes, that's um, that's that's what happened. And I, I mean, but it must have been. I know that you in uh, early on in an interview you alluded to the fact that you have no fear. Mm -hmm. But being a vice captain and indeed a senior player mm -hmm. to now suddenly captaining a side mm -hmm. who not only lost senior all the senior players. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had a few fringe players around, Mulile Kim Kala, Dougie mm -hmm. Hondo, mm -hmm. uh, Stuart Matsikanieri, your, your very good friend, Stuart Matsikanieri, yeah. Dion Ibrahim. So he was relatively settled. But the, the, the other names that I mentioned, although they were around the system, mm -hmm. they didn't necessarily play as much cricket as what you did. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what was it like having to try? And, of course, then you had an, pretty much an entire team of under-19 players who had hardly played domestic cricket, let alone um, international cricket, or they played no international cricket. Mm -hmm. What was it like to try and marshal the troops against... I mean, your, your first two assignments were a full-strength Sri Lankan team mm -hmm. and a full-strength Australian team who mercifully didn't play the test match, mm -hmm. just the three one-day internationals. But did you feel, after the results, which were pretty one-sided mm -hmm. and understandably so, did you feel dejected? Did you feel, hang on, I can still make a difference? How did you feel going going forward after that um things were happening too fast for me to you know to really follow any line of feelings um 
it was just you know game after game meeting after you know things that i didn't experience before like you have to from this meeting you have to go to this meeting you have to um select you have to you know put your input for selection you have to have um a, a, a meeting with the match referees from there you have to practice and then my individual practice which i used to practice lots and laws i had that i had to um go for dinner for with this player uh, so that i get to know him and then the other time i have to go for dinner with this guy um you know to get to know all the players because i didn't hardly know mm, you know more you know a lot of them and um so there was things happening too fast um we are just um you know it was getting serious with loveness uh, for <laughs> marriage and yeah. it was just i just bought my first house so it was just um a lot of things happening um and then you know you have to have an interview there um you know there's you know tv media and it was just too fast for a 20 year old um to really think you know what was going on um yes on the playing field um not so much the results because after the way i think the way the lord has cut me is that you know after whatever has happened i don't pay much attention i pick up what i need to pick up from that and then i move forward but when during the actual process like when i would get in almost every game before the 10th over mm. betting number 4 um i would i would think and if i didn't score we would be properly smashed yes and when i would score we would lose so that you 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 would get the you know the sense that you are really carrying a, carrying a lot of weight on your shoulders um but i would think okay what do i need to do now you know i would practice more so build a net at my house then buy a bowling machine practice more you know so that um that was what was happening um even to to you know to get the feeling of how it is a lot of a lot of people would ask me how does it feel to be the youngest test captain in the history of the game I, it was foreign it's only now that i look back and think wow you know that's uh, that's quite something you know but it when it was happening yeah. i you know i didn't even it's not i was too entangled in thinking okay and we need to do this the player this player needs to improve in that area we need to do this we need to get this boy stronger you know this that and the other that all these other i, I remember i became i also was a man of the match in the first um, odi against sri lanka against yeah. sri lanka then i ended up being man of the series and all these uh, loveness would say surely that's you know that's something but i never you know i never recognized those things only just now when i look back um you know years years later when i think oh, how did that happen <laughs> but i mean that's such a valid point you know because a lot of people obviously talk about graham smith when he took over the captaincy from sean pollock at the age of 22 mm. um and how well he did but what people don't realize was and yes he did do well i don't mm. think anyone's denying it but he was still surrounded by the core of the team was still senior players so he still had Sean Pollock although he was no longer the captain but he was still there no doubt whispering to him in his in his shoulder about you need to do this you need to do that mm. he had Mark Boucher he had Jacques Callas mm. um he you know Herschel Gibbs was there as well so there were there were some very senior players mm-hmm. it probably would have made life a lot easier for you if you had had 
you know, if maybe matters had had been resol- resolved, but the captaincy belonged to you, and if you had a Heath streak or mm. a mm. a Ray Price, you mm. know, um, or a Craig Wishart, someone mm. like that, whispering in your ear and telling you, "Hold on, Tiba, let's maybe do this or mm. do that." Do you think that that possibly would have helped you and, and settled you a bit more, or were you ready, pretty much ready for for the challenge? I know you said that there were no feelings, but it must have, it must still have been unbelievable for you, man. Well, you you know, I there are two names that will, you know that that comes to mind when you've mentioned the you know the, the the people that I would have loved to have close by. Um, Guy Whittle would definitely be one that I would have loved to have close by. Um, um, Andy, Andy Flower, without you know, without a doubt. <laughs> I knew um, you were going to say that. <laughs> and just before we move on with Andy Flower, it's not. Yeah. I, I I think the the story needs to be told that. You wouldn't have wanted Andy Flower, obviously, for his batting. But is it true that there was a story that when you made, when you came into the into the system, Andy Flower was of the opinion that you, out of all the youngsters coming through, and that's black or white, so he, he wasn't uh, different differentiating, black or white, or, or no matter what, you were the one who really listened very, very listened the best to what he had to say. And then on the other side of the coin, you felt that well, I get on the best with Andy Flower from the senior players because in my opinion he is the only one of the senior players who really gives me the time of day and I would say that that would be one of the reasons why you would have wanted Andy Flower there is that a fair assumption um Andy Flower um you know when I first made this the side uh, my English wasn't any good yeah. um I was a very timid shy character and um I, I couldn't speak in front of people um <laughs> and you know there are times when you know, when players were asked things to say, um, you know, in a team environment and, you know, players had to speak out so that you, you, you get used to speaking, you know, in front of crowds. And Andy used to, used to have a way of knowing if I had something in my heart to say or I didn't. And, uh, I mean, fair play to him. He would stop because he was, he was the captain then. He would stop the meeting call me to the side, would actually, you know, leave the, the, the you know, the group. Yeah. And you say, Tadenda, feel free. You know, because I used to, I used to talk to him a lot. He would come and sit beside me on the bus and say, Tadenda, what do you think? How's the tour so far? And I would tell him, um, you know, what I'll be feeling and things like that. Um, and he would ask me other things about money, um, you know, what I would do with the money, what I should do when I then get more money. Um, just advise, like like a parent, really, um, really more like a big brother. I was gonna say a big brother. Big brother, yeah, yes. Yeah. So um, and then you would say if he was staying every time he was staying to have more practice, he would say Tatenda, you are not going. It wasn't Tatenda, do you want to practice? Or you would say Tatenda, you are not going. You are staying. <laughs> so I would I would I would practice with him and do exactly what he's doing. Um, and you give me insight, you know, of things, you know, to how, and you'll say, you know what, I didn't know what this, what this that I'm about to tell you, you won't understand now, but when it's the time to understand it, you understand it. And how he knew that I would understand, and you say, you know, when you're facing this bowler, look at this, look at that. I know you won't understand now, but when you face that bowler, you're going to understand. And he, he really looked after me, um, and I, I, I would, you know, I would open up to him and say, look, I. I want to be world number one at some stage, so I don't want to be partying and 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 and, and this peer pressure mm. as well. So 
I don't want all these things, you know, to disrupt my, you know, my goals. So please, when the guys are pushing for me to, um, you know, to go out with them and things like that, please may you stand up for me and, and stop them. And he did that um, all the time. I, I hardly went out. Uh, I would go in the room, stay in the indoors, study a little bit because um, I wanted to go back to school. And um, yeah, and even some 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 time, I remember he got everyone to come and watch me play bat in the nets, <laughs> and said, "Look, Tatenda just bats. He's a youngster. He doesn't think about you know game plans and things like that. He just bats." And and just look how easy he makes it look, and 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 it was very nice of him to, you know, to, you know, to play that role. Um, I'm uh, I'm told by a lot of people that I'm a good listener, and when yes, I yes. when I listen, um, when I hear something once, even in 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 class, I was I was like that. If if I didn't catch when the teacher was teaching, don't expect me to catch while I'm studying alone. And so I was, um, um, I would just, you know, catch in class. And even if I didn't study, if I just caught it once, that's it. That's amazing. I wish I could do that. <laughs> I was hopeless at school, I tell you. <laughs> but it's it's funny that you, sh- I mean, well, it's not funny. It's very true when people refer to you as a good listener because uh, the first test match against Australia in 2003 at Perth, mm. when Matthew Hayden broke the world record, mm. you were batting together with Heath Streak. Yes. And Heath Streak was talking to you and showing you what Brett Lee was going to do with mm. the ball. Mm. And the commentators, the Channel 9 commentators, mm. on air at time, I think it was, if I remember correctly, was Tony Gregg and Ian Healy. Okay. And they were just astounded at the fact that how how closely you listened to what Heath Streak, and Streak being a bowler who could bat a little bit, mm. uh, was now showing you this is what he was going to do with the ball. Mm. So that good listener theory, I, again, I can subscribe to, and I, and I will vouch for you for that. Mm, <laughs> So, I mean, did you, when everything started happening and you became captain, did you ever have any congratulations messages from the likes of, say, Heathstreak um, and any of the former players, or did they not really communicate with you? Oh, that I don't remember at all. Uh, yes, I did. Um, uh, it was from uh, Guy Whittle. Again, Guy Whittle. Yes, Guy Whittle did did mention. I remember, I definitely, like I said, a lot of things were happening too fast. Um, There was a time where I had to put away my phone because there were calls and, you know, relatives and friends and and I didn't read any newspapers and I didn't, and I gave Loveness the phone. But I remember Guy Whittle, why? Because before that, in 2003, um, uh, not, not 2003, before that, when we were in, um, in uh, Manikaland, yes. he sat down with me and he said, uh, uh, Tatenda, because I, I wasn't playing for Manikaland, I was playing for Mashonaland, but he was playing for Manikaland. So we, we sat down just to chat. And he said, Tatenda, you're going to be a leader one day. I just looked at him like, do you really know what you're talking <laughs> about? Um, this is, you know, you know, before the, just I think just after I made the the the, 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 um, the games after I made I was playing for Mashonaland A. There was Mashonaland. Oh, that's Mashonaland right. Yes, A. Yes, yes, that's the one. Yeah. And he said you're going to be a leader one day. Uh, you're going to to captain a, 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 a national team. So every time you're on the field, look 
and even whatever the captain does, just be looking and seeing what you could have done. And, um, you know, if you would have done whatever the captain, you know, the bowling changes and, and always have that in, in, in mind. So I said, but why would you say that? He says, I, I think you, you will be. I just think you will be. And um, uh, what, you know, what he saw, I don't know because I didn't ask. Um, I think we all saw it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, he, um, because I was, my thoughts were that to be a leader, you have to be a person who speaks well in front of people. And I didn't believe that I did. So I ruled myself out because in the age groups, I used to stay away from speaking in front of people, you know. <laughs> so, and I'll say, there's no way. There has to be someone else, you know. Definitely, I used to throw it when they would mention about uh, the first, um, you know, uh, black captain. Um, they would mention Mulele Kala, and I would say, yeah, yeah, he speaks <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and um, not only, <laughs> you know, so, um, and, um, and when he sent a message, I, I, I remembered it took me back to the conversation. Um, and I started doing what he was telling me, you know, uh, to make sure that, um, you, know, I, 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 you know, to make sure that I'm reading the game. It was, for lack of a better statement, it was, he was trying to teach me to read the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, and, 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 and I remember, or I, the other one that I remember, and join with something that you'd have said was um, uh, Peter Shingoka. Because he said to me, um, just when I got into the national team the first time, when I was just a 16-year-old, he said, before anyone, you know, he said, the, the ball comes the same way, whether in Australia, in England, in, the ball comes the same way, maybe it will just bounce a bit higher in another, on another pitch mm. or lower, but it comes from the bowler to the batsman. So it's just the same. Don't try and change anything. Just play. And um, and then uh, he said, before, uh, whenever you then become a leader, before you become a captain, before you're a captain, you're a batsman. Before you're a captain, you're a wicketkeeper. And I remembered that, you know, and it helped me. People say there's a lot of pressure that comes on you when you are, you know, when you, there's an extra load that comes when you're a captain. I just kept remembering that, you know what? It's about this ball that I'm about to face. I can't captain this ball. I have to face this ball. Yes. When it's done, it's done. Then I can think about something else. I have to catch this next ball that's coming. And if I do that then and finish, and then I can think about... So that added pressure that people talk about was never there because of that piece of um, advice. But I, I, I suspect there will be definitely a lot, of, a lot of people because there were plenty of people that sent messages. But to be able to tell you others that I would remember, I would be lying to you. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to do that. No, no, you wouldn't. Yes. Moving on a little now from uh, that time to 2005, you reached a point where you'd, you'd had enough. Yes. I remember you confiding it to me personally. Yes. yes. You said, Dean, I've had enough of this. I'm yes. done. Yes. I don't want to play cricket anymore. I don't even want to captain the side. I don't want anything. Yes. But then things turned a little nasty because yes. now suddenly all these people who were, dare I say, just falling short of, of praising you, yes. uh, now suddenly turned against you and turned against yes. you in a very, very dangerous and nasty way. Yes. Because you've now said to them, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Yes. I don't want to do it anymore. Yes. Now, would you like to share with us some of the experiences that happened to you and your family? Because we heard some horror stories on BBC radio. Yes. 
we read some horror stories in newspapers, but yes. were there really times where things were very, very nasty and unpleasant by those same people who a year ago mm-hmm. pretty much you know, had you on their shoulders, now suddenly because you didn't want to do it anymore, mm-hmm. they turned against you and became really nasty? Well, it would be to really give you the story in detail, it would, it would take us the whole evening. Yeah. Um, I have really put it in detail in the book, uh, which uh, you know you'll be able to you know to get a hold and see. I'll, I'll bring one for you. Uh, but to give you an a, 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 an overall picture of what what happened, it's it's more it's a little bit more complicated than you know it um, it ever came out. Or I'll be able to uh, to just you know um, brief now. Why? Because it turned political. Mm. And there were other people that had nothing to do with the cricketing circles that got involved. Um, just to give you a little bit of an idea, I got a call from the vice president, uh, VP Mujuru, at the time. Goodness me. And uh, she's, she said, um, come to my house. We need to, we need to talk. So I went to, I went to the house and, uh, you know, said, and me being me, I'll just say things as they are. Yeah. So she asked you, you know, um, uh, she said, well, the president wants to know why, you've, why you're retiring. Is that so? President Robert Mugabe wanted yes. to know why you were retiring. Yes. Unbelievable. So I said, um, well, um, this, now I went back to what his trick and the other guys, the, the rebels, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> were standing up for. I said, look, there are things that they were standing up for that are really there. I didn't see them there because I wasn't really you know, uh, aware of those things. But um, those, some of those things that they were standing for are really legit. Um, so I'm, I've started to realize these things. And uh, I want to now stand because some of these things are true. And, um, and it, something must be done. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's, 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 um, uh, it's, it's not right. Um, and it will ruin the game terribly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, she said well, she was she was going to a funeral, and uh, she said, "Look, um, you know, you really speak with your heart in it. It, 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 it you are not, you can't be making things up. Um, but I don't have time now. Then people are waiting for me. Is it okay if I um, refer you to if I summon Doctor Gono to finish this case? So I was summoned to Doctor Gono." I, Dr. Gono was called right then. Now, let's just, before you, sorry to interrupt you, but for those listeners who, who don't know, Dr. Gideon Gono was, of course, the, the reserve, uh, he was in charge of the Reserve Bank, wasn't he, at the time? That's correct. Yeah. That's true. So this, this is a banking man now getting involved with cricket. Yes. Yeah. So now, um, because there was big news about uh, this young black boy that is, you know, making inroads and... Uh, you know, getting all these other kids to turn away from soccer to follow cricket. And now he just turns away and says, you know what? I don't want to play anymore and still young. So it was big news everywhere. Anyway, I, I then uh, I went to see Dr. Gono, um, went in and started to speak. And uh, he said, You're, you, you, you speak with so, con- so much conviction for, a, you know, for your age. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and it, you know, he gave a compliment and he said, you speak well. Um, I've never believed myself to be a good speaker, but he, <laughs> he, he, he said that. And um, I, um, um, then he says, well, um, 
um, Dr. Mjuru asked me to uh, to take over. Uh, I said, look, I think the best way for me to do is to put you in light of what I say to her and, you know, give you what I, why I think this is going that way. And then he says, but all these accusations, you don't have proof for all these things. Mm-hmm. I said, yes, sir, I don't. Um, then he says, but how come you are so convinced? I said, I, I don't know, but I've got a way that if I just sit around people and then it, this, this, whatever discussion, if you take me to a company and you just say, it, attend a sit and listen and be there, I'll be able to tell you what's not being done right. I, 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 I just can. I don't know why it's like that, but I can. Then, he say, then I said, you know what? Before I even carry on to tell you more, you've got a team of people that can do the investigations and find out what if what I'm saying is true or false. Mm. And if you come back and tell me that I'm false, I'll raise my hands up and I'll continue playing. Then he says, okay, fair, fair, uh, fair, fair to you. He called in one of the, the main CIO guys. And he said, look, um, uh, this is what Atenda is saying. Um, and I said, um, um, uh, Mr. Chiremba, it was his name, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Then um, he says, um, so during that time, I also had a few calls you know, people threatening me. So I also then mentioned that. Then he said, don't worry, Mr. Chiremba, make sure that um, there's security at Atenda's place and the security that was put by Dr. Gono. Um, so there was a whole lot of uh, confusion because people, when it turned that it was turned political and it was like it's um, the government fighting me and then you've got the government protecting me. You know why I, why I say it was more complicated mm, than yeah, it came it across. So then um, two weeks after that, I got another call um, from Dr. Gono. I went to meet him. He said, Tatanda, you're right. And he showed me a file that was quite thick of the findings, um, you know, what they called findings. Yes. Things that were being done yeah. illegally, illegally by Zimbabwe cricket. So I said, this is why, that's the reason why I'm leaving. Um, because a lot of money should be going to development. This, this, this. Cricket should go on. I just want cricket to go on. So he said, okay, we'll, um, uh, we'll see what we'll be able to do. Uh, we'll keep in touch. He, you know, I, he had given me his, uh, his private line already, and I said, if I don't answer, just send a message. And um, if you feel you are in trouble for anything, just um, let me know. Uh, send a message or anything, and there will be people that will be that will come right away. So there were p- cars parked outside my house at times, where you know I couldn't go out because there were these cars parked outside, um, which I didn't know. My loveness was almost kidnapped the other time, and we went in hiding for for ten days. I do recall that. Yes, yes we yeah. went in hiding, and then in the end, um, I remember I called Doctor Gono the one time. And uh, and he didn't he didn't answer all the other calls he'd answered, and then I sent a message, and then I got no response. And I just um, the following morning, the you know the guard didn't come. Uh, so, so I said to totally him, unprotected at your house now. Now I'm no thinking. Security. Now I'm thinking what's going on. Yeah. 
um you know he had called, he had answered all the other times so because it was just you know the unknown i don't know what's going on now um and i haven't come back to play so i said loveness you know what i'm gonna carry on you go pack your bags go and stay by your sister let me go i made a deal already and i just said look i'm not sure if i'm coming but yeah i know i was in communication with a very good guy um uh, riaz mamun and then I told him, I'm coming to Bangladesh. And I went to Bangladesh. From Bangladesh, I went to England, England, and um, Namibia. So just to give you a framework of what was going on, wow. what, I just say, what I just say today is, you know, the Lord was just protecting me, really, because there was a whole lot of confusion. People didn't know what it was all about. I was seen not, a lot of times with political people you know for a person who's not into politics one bit <laughs> you know so yeah and i've, I've, I've um, carried on to be in communication you know because i've got i try to have um I try to be free-spirited and i i take no hard feelings about anything when it's done it's done i you know continue to chat to whoever even the other people that were threatening me I, I still communicate with them even up to date. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just to give you a bit of an insight on things, how things happened. So that's how it was like. What a way to end the story, Tatenda Taibu. Thank you very, very much indeed. I think there was a lot of things there that not many people knew and that we'll now be hearing about and obviously reading about. Oh, do you want to, before we go, you better give us some information about your autobiography. What is it called? When will it be released? I'm still struggling to give it a name. <laughs> uh, uh, there are a few, um, uh, there are a few names. Uh, initially, I wanted to call it from Highfield to Highfield, but then that was only going to end when I became captain. So from Highfield, where the place that I grew up to high on the cricket field. Right, right, right. So, um, but then I had I, I had to change that um, because there was in, things after that. So then uh, I tried to call it because until I got, you know, my calling. So yes. I called it the high calling. Then um, um, there was a little bit after that. Um, uh, I thought, you know what, people might not be able to understand or to join the two. So um, I then, um, the other, then I just thought maybe, you know what, because people are just, there are a lot of things that don't make sense, that doesn't make the puzzle to be complete that people want to know about Chatenda because I, like I'm not, for example, for four years, no one really knew what I was doing. Mm, yeah. And people would, are interested to know. I thought I would just call it Chatenda Taibu, my autobiography, and or the, the incomplete puzzle or something like that. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm, I'm still to come up with a, with a, with a name. Maybe you can uh, help me on, <laughs> on a few. Tatenda Taibu, the, 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 the autobiography sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. It sounds pretty comprehensive. But yeah. um, right, well, I, I suppose we better pull the plug. I could actually sit here talking to you all night, but um, that, that, that was fascinating. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I know that I speak on behalf of everybody when I, I say that we hope that your input in cricket will be appreciated by the powers that be of Zimbabwe cricket. And we hope that you and the people you work with, be it the coaching staff, whoever they may be, the players and everything, that you will get the results that you so desperately want as a cricket lover. Thank you very much for spending time with us. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Dean. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Thank you.
You're listening to Dean at Stumps, hosted by Dean Duplessis. Well, of course, we now know that the autobiography of Tatenda Taibu is called Keeper of Faith and is available uh, in all the various ways of purchasing books these days, e-books, or maybe one of those people who still like to turn the pages of a hardback or a paperback. So that was the incredible story of Tatenda Taibu, the man with no fear. And just a reminder that that was a interview from the archives, which never made it to the Dean at Stumps podcast, because in those days, there was no Dean at Stumps podcast. Now, if you'd like to perhaps reach out and sponsor the podcast, you are more than welcome to do so. You can send, you can follow me on Twitter at Dean underscore Plessy, that's P-L-E-S-S-I-S, and uh, maybe try and send me a DM, a direct message, uh, so that we can try and expand this wonderful podcast, which is called Dean at Stumps. Right, so thank you very much indeed for listening. It's been a real joy and pleasure to be with you, and we'll be back again very, very soon with another fantastic interview. Until then, stay safe and goodbye. You've been listening to Dean at Stumps, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast. 